What's up everyone? My name is Edwin Basurto and if you're watching this then you've uh, been following Esperanza Podcast or you've been following the Facebook page or just anything around Esperanza Podcast. Uh, this first episode is special to me for so many reasons aside from being my first podcast ever. I'm sitting right in front of my first guest, the guy who believed in this podcast before anything came out of it. Um, before I got the co-sign from Kalamazoo Gazette, and uh, that's why he means so much to me, and I can't wait for you guys to hear his story. This is uh, Rami. Say what up, Rami. How's it going, everyone? Thanks, everyone, for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Rami Rascala, and uh, I'm so excited to share my story with everyone, and hopefully it touches some people and encourages the others. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so excited, man. Thank you. Um, all right, so I guess we'll start off with who is Rami. Who? Well, actually, we'll start off with how I met you, because... I want this to be an example of how word of mouth works. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I have an older brother, and he had a roommate in K College, and his roommate is your best friend, right? One of your best friends. Correct. And uh, so he reached out to Rami, and Rami was like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'll do it." Um, you're very well spoken, man, and you know, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you are. Uh, you know, I guess outgoing because it makes this a lot easier. I'm uh I'm nervous. I'm sure you are as well. Yeah. But, uh, let's get to it, man. Who right. who is Rami? All right. So Rami is an Egyptian citizen, um, born and raised in Egypt. Um, I came to the U.S. right after high school. Um, I went to um, private education in uh, in Egypt. So I went to um, um yeah private schools for high school. Um, I got my certificates from Cambridge University, and that's how I was able to come. Uh, or study, continue my higher education internationally. So that's how I was able to come here to the U.S. Um, so right after high school, I applied at KVCC, hoping that I can get my um, undergrad here through Michigan. And it's funny because everybody asks me why Kalamazoo out of the whole United States. You have like the whole continent and then why Kalamazoo, right? right? So, <laughs> what, um, makes Kal what did make Kalamazoo special or different? Yeah, absolutely. So um, just a little bit of background. Um, my aunt is the one who sponsored me here. Um, she moved to the U.S. 20 years ago um, and she came on a U.S. lottery. And for you that don't know what a U.S. lottery is, um, in all countries, all, all other countries have a, a, a lottery program that's initiated by the U.S. government. And so every year, people up, fill up applications, and then they get randomly selected. And if you get selected, you win. Um, you are granted an American citizenship. And so 20 years ago, she filled the application, and she got selected one of those applicants. And so she was granted the U.S. citizenship, her and her family. Um, so they were able to come and, and um, pave the road. And for, migrate lawfully and, and, and migrate legally. Absolutely. And dude, to win a lottery, I didn't know what that was. We, uh, Rami and I had a, we had a little chat before, uh, recording and, uh, while I was setting up. And, uh, when you said lottery, I thought you meant lottery. Like, like how wise. much did she win? Right. <clears throat> but, um, she won the lottery. And I guess in the U.S., you said it meant money, but foreignly, um, it means citizenship, I guess. Like literally, it's right a new off life. The bat. It's Correct. a new life, yeah, yeah, guaranteed. Which I, I'm get, I guess, money in in a this way can give you a new, much a new life. Much better than money for immigrants. <laughs> um, yeah, especially because like you're, it's a new opportunity. You're starting fresh, new culture, new experience, new everything, new everything, friends, yep. um, 
church, everything, man. You have to learn and really quickly where you're going to go shop, eat, socialize. Um, you know, for so Absolutely. many reasons. That's crazy. Um, so at what age did you migrate? Yeah, <clears throat> so um, I moved to the U.S. Um, at 17 years of age. Um, so my aunt sponsored me. Um, I got accepted at KVCC, um, and I lived with my aunt for three years um, while going to college. And then um, during this, the first three years of my, uh, of, of, from me moving here to the U.S., I met the love of my life, um, Kim, my wife. Um, so I met her through Western. Um, her and I used to go to um, a Christian organization called Crew. Um, so this is where we met. Um, and then so three years from moving, uh, my sister finished her high school and then she applied at KVCC. She got accepted. She moved over as well. Um, and then two years after that was um, Kim and I getting, we were getting married. Uh, my dad and my brother and my mom applied for a visit visa to come attend our wedding. Right. Um, my dad and my brother got, were granted the visa, um, but my mom got refused. Um, so my dad and my brother were able to attend, and my sister, um, but my mom stayed home. She couldn't attend the wedding. Yep. Wow. That's sad. Man, do you, uh, were there any specifics as to why she was not granted the, I guess, the visa? No, they don't discuss reasons why. It's, they just uh, say it's, no. It's usually. up to the officer whether to issue a visa or not. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they had the reasons. It was just crushing for my mom because it's her firstborn. For every party, man. Yep, I'm absolutely. sure your wife wanted to meet, uh, your, your now wife, you know, lovely absolutely. wife, wanted to meet your mom. You wanted to see your mom again. And she wanted to, you know, be in here in that presence. And that's, again, that within itself is a story I've never heard. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of people can't put themselves in those shoes because in a, in a time, in a scenario, in a place where it's so special, a marriage you know, you're about to sh share and spend the rest of your life together and this kind of celebration and your mom can't be there. That's something that's really impacting. And uh, you know. Absolutely, yeah. No, it definitely, uh, you know, that that um, saying what doesn't kill you, make you stronger kind of, that was right. definitely like evident in our life. And and we learned, like we move on, you know, it, we, we we grew stronger and, and, and it definitely brought us closer together. Um, and eventually she moved in. So five years from my dad and my brother coming, she was able to finally come to the U.S. Uh, as a permanent resident. So my whole family now resides here in the U.S. So we're all permanent the residents. Uh -huh. um, and um, this last Christmas was my 10-year anniversary here in the U.S. So um, Wow. I, I, came, I didn't know that, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> so you came here in the wintertime. I came Christmas 09. Wow. Absolutely. And I'm sure it was fucking crazy, right? It was ridiculous. <laughs> wow. So... Um, well, first of all, again, man, that's crazy that that goes on. But you're right. What doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger. Um, and, you know, everyone's strength to situations is different. You know, yep. some people go through things and, you know, brush it off, you know, are able to. And some people, you know, just that sticks with them. But what does what that does to you is make your story more unique. It makes it different. It makes, you know. You, you know, your mom's still here, just not here. But, man, um, congratulations on the wedding, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but, uh, man, what were we just talking about before I stirred back? Yeah, no, you're fine. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I just, yeah, turned 10 years um, Christmas. Right. I came um, Christmas 09, and that was my first time ever leaving or traveling outside of my country. Um, your country at all. At all. Um, to snow. To snow. What was Michigan snow. Michigan too, snow. <laughs> what was that like? 
uh, it was it was absolutely insane. I've never experienced anything like this weather in right. my life. Um, Egypt's weather is absolutely different. Um, what is Egypt's weather like? Um, it, it ranges between um, 85 to 120, depending on which Whoa. month in the year. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> it never goes below 32. So it, wow. Yeah. So it, it nev- we never see snow back home. Um, right. Right. Yeah. For rain to turn to snow, it's got to be really cold. And that's Michigan cold. Absolutely. Um, do you remember your first thought, though, when you came into the winter and you were like, you know, already having to um, cope with, I won't see my family for a little bit, you know, voluntarily um, to coming here and then having to deal with that whole environmental shock. Was that easy for you? I mean, yeah. During the travel process, I was just excited. I'm a teenager going to a new country, the U.S., it's America. Uh, You know, the U.S. is projected as like what you see in the movies, like Hollywood, Las Vegas, it's party time. And right. everybody just, you know, so I'm like, that's what I'm projecting. <laughs> that's what you thought you yeah. were coming to, and then Vegas. I, and then I land in Kalamazoo, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, it's, yeah, six in, six, in, six in the evening, everything is almost closed. And uh, it was wow. dark time because it was winter time then. Um, so it was it was definitely something to get used to. I'm I'm smiling so hard because I'm like, I can't imagine that. Yeah. I can't put myself in those shoes where everything I knew, very warm, you know, you just environmentally, and then you come come here, you know, expecting to see a party scene, not a party scene, you know, right. but a different kind of, you know, environment, but you get slapped in the face by snow. Yep. Uh, do you have any uh, idea if it was, a, if it was a, a really bad winter that year that you came here? Um, yeah, I, I can't remember to be honest <laughs> but i remember walking out of the airport my first breath was just like i felt like i'm about to die because it was so cold my lungs had a weird feeling i've never felt before i felt like i'm about to freeze um, like for because the, the air was so cold i've yeah. never experienced any my body wasn't used to anything like this so i i took a breath in and i was like what's happening to me yeah like, yeah of, you know so <laughs> wow. it, was, uh, it was a very interesting experience well, I came here when I was two. Well, I was brought here when I was two. And uh, I wish I could remember my first snow. You know, uh, my mom has pictures of our first, I guess, snow day. But um, I wish I had that, you know, kind of clear memory of, yeah. uh, because that's something that Michiganders and just anyone, you know, around these kind of areas in the United States where it snows frequently, mm-hmm. um, it's normal. We just look outside the window and we're like, ah. Uh, Again, you know, or, oh, damn, it was just snowy. I mean, uh, sunny yesterday. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, But do you like Michigan or Kalamazoo? You know, you said you that's where you arrived from when you were in Egypt. Correct. And uh, have you, I guess, visited the U.S.? Yeah, I've been all over the U.S., um, But I and I love Kalamazoo. Um, Kalamazoo has definitely grew on me very quickly. Um, And, um, again, the the, the city is amazing. There are so many... It's being offered here, but it's all about the community, the people, and the friendships that you develop, and that's what makes it home. You know? Right. Something that I tell, um, I guess, people who aren't from here, because I work at the Radisson Hotel, right, uh, as of right now, and um, when I see guests that are from other places, you know, uh, I describe Kalamazoo as a place for all. It literally Absolutely. has groups, organizations, and literally just spots where whatever beliefs, religion, culture, whatever you, you are, 
you will find a spot here. And it's so small that like eventually, like you and I, we're going to meet someone who we haven't met, you know, no matter how, how long we've lived here, Um, which is crazy. You know, uh, when I migrated from Mexico, we landed in Texas, Mm. but then we came to uh, Michigan, Kalamazoo. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can tell you, man, I, Everyone, not everyone, but a good fair of my friends don't like Kalamazoo. They're ready to migrate off and, you know, venture off, which is cool. Because at some point, I want to adventure like you did. Find, you know, spots in America that I like as well. I just love Kalamazoo, though. Absolutely. I love it. It's just, yeah, there's (laughs) just this weird, it just feels homey, you know, like... Uh, right. I, I like the, the the places that you go and like hangouts and and yeah. the restaurants that we have. It's becoming a great destination for microbreweries. That's right. that's trending right now. So like, there's so much yeah. that Council offers microbreweries. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned you came here as a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. And then you arrived at your aunt's house, who had won the lottery, which is again crazy. And congratulations to her, because no matter how long it had been since she won that, that's a huge. I guess, achievement and accomplishment, you know, winning that kind of absolutely like golden ticket. Like, here you go. It really was. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, What was in your mind when you settled, you know, in your aunt's house, home, you know, being away from, you know, your immediate family? Um, What was in your mind? What, what, What were your goals after, you know, migrating and so forth and kind of settling down? What did you have in mind that you wanted to execute? Aside from school, because that's the reason you came here. Yeah, and and to be honest, um, I just I my only focus was school. Um, mm. I I came um, because we believed that God had a God had a, a, a reason for us to for me to be here. Uh, I'm we're, my family is born and raised Christians, and and that's one thing. Um, what we um, we, whenever we make big, big decisions in life, we pray about it, and we had a, a very evident um, vision from God that He wanted Rami in the U.S. to start something big. Um, we didn't know what it was, and and it sounded cool at the time for a teenager right, yeah. my age. And so I was like, I'm all for right. it. Um, so I came here, um, started school. Um, I was all about survival. Um, being a 17 year old, yeah, I my aunt offered me so much in terms of uh, um, place to live at um, and, and food as well. But tuition, I had to co- make sure that I was covered. You had to work. Um, I, I wasn't able to uh, because of the student visa. Oh. So my, my parents had to help with an extended family, and my aunt was helping with that as well. Okay. Um, so there was there was a lot of uh, a lot of tension on, on trying to figure out how am I going to be able to um, – pay school as I go um, execute your only goal which is school yeah with you not being able to I guess you know normally work and yeah. you know yeah. you know save your own money and so Absolutely. forth wow okay so how how hard was that for you being a, like a, like you said a teenager in a whole new country um not being to within yourself you know go out and work because the visa didn't come with a work permit right no students when you're issued a student visa you're given a, a visa to come study here in the U.S. Um, and the only, uh, the, the status is to come study. That's it. And, and that's it. So, okay. So you were, yeah, you were expected to just come study and be a student okay. and, and live that way. Um, and it's actually interesting because um, you're coming as an international student, so your tuition is three times of in-state. 
and there are not there are no loans that you can take because you don't wow. have legit paperwork here. So the 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 yeah the tent the pressure was definitely on, especially like transferring from KVCC going to Western tuition goes up big yeah. time. Yeah. So, oh man. Wow. That was my main focus coming here um throughout my school career. School. Yeah, it's just focus on school. And you know, I can in a way really really kind of connect with you in that sense of my family, you know, we don't put a label over our religious views. You know, we're religious in our own way. Um, and we also, when things happen in our life, and man, well, our life has been a roller coaster as well. Sure. Um, there have been things in our life, you know, not just mine in mm -hmm. particular, but as a family, our life that we literally look at each other and we're like, this is happening for a reason. Absolutely. We don't know why. And maybe we're not supposed to know why. Mm -hmm. We're just going to roll with it because it's here. It's, you know, and so forth. So, you know, that's... uh. It's crazy to know that or hear, I guess, hear it from a second person, you know, Absolutely. Uh, a different point of view that your family saw it that way that, you know, you don't know why you don't know and you're not going to question it. You're just going to take this opportunity that was, you know, there for you. Mm -hmm. So you studied and you were able to, you know, pay off your, your school Correct. and, and how good were you at school when you came here and you had to study Were you, was it hard for you to, I guess, with all the pressure that you had on you, was it hard to just you know, go on with school and do good in school? Um, to do good in school wasn't as um, bad. I, I was a I was a pretty good student, I would say. Um, I did well. Um, it was just the pressure on um, what's going to happen next. What, what That's what was stressing me out because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'm going to finish school. Am I going back home? Um, I'm, am I, how am I going to stay here if I want to stay here? How am I going to bring my family over? Your future is I have unknown. no clue what's going to happen in a year. Yeah. Um, so that being on my mind 24-7 was just exhausting. And when that was going on, you know, you have a lot going inside your head, um, you know, and emotionally inside your heart. Um, you have big aspirations to mm -hmm. keep studying and doing well in school. Um and you're grateful for the opportunity you had. But at that point, did you miss Egypt at all? Oh, big time. Yeah? My, <laughs> what my, did you miss? <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, I missed my friends, um, my home church, my family. Um, I was very close to my parents and my siblings. And um, just being taken away overnight into a new continent, um, seven hours difference. And you're not able to talk to them every day. And even if you talk to them every day, um, there's so much that it's hard to share because you don't want to stress them out. You don't know if they will understand because mm -hmm. they're not in your shoes. Um, but I miss so much. Yeah, I miss the food. I miss the hangouts, um, right. hang, staying out late with my friends, all of that. Are you the oldest yeah. in your family? Yep. You are. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's almost surreal this is happening. One, because, you know, this podcast is happening. It's the first episode and we're touching on a lot right now. And I really Absolutely. like that. I, I'm feeling the momentum and, good, you know, I good. really like it. Yeah. I hope you do too. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, and I'm going to tell you this. You remind, you remind me a lot of my older brother, Louis, nice. who is your one of your best friends, uh, yeah, ex-roommates. Absolutely. Um, you remind me a lot of my older brother because you mentioned you're the oldest. And you kept a lot inside mm -hmm. purposely 
because you didn't want to, I guess, alarm your family and so forth. My brother wasn't separated from us. He was here with us. But my older brother was, you know, and still is very smart. He went to college. He had the high scholarship. He achieved a lot, as, you, know, um, you know, as a scholar. But um, I saw as a, you know, second oldest sibling mm -hmm. looking up to my brother. Absolutely. Even though sometimes we just didn't get along because that's just, you know, siblings, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I noticed he wouldn't talk about, you know, we would talk about things, but he wouldn't give me 100% of what he was actually feeling, mm -hmm. you know, because with my family, we had a lot of, I guess, um, family problems, you know, everybody and, got fit. Yeah. And yeah I, I definitely you know? understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And I'm looking at my older brother, you know, maybe like your younger sure. sister or brother, look at you. And I'm like, what do you, how do you feel about this? What do you think? You know, like this, this and that. And he was always giving me his older brother answer, mm. you know? And I don't think, Actually, I know I didn't really ever appreciate that as much, mm -hmm. but it means a lot. Now, seeing how you're speaking about it yeah. and seeing how real you are about being here, not being able to see them and so forth, and then you keeping all of that inside mm -hmm. is making me think a lot about my, a lot about my older brother, uh, you know, who, you know, he had to set an example and he did. He set a real good example, an yeah. example I didn't follow because, you know, I had my own example to follow, you know? Sure. But, um... You know, I can tell you as a, as a sibling, mm -hmm. you did the best you could. Thank you. you uh, it means a lot. I you really it. did, man. I feel like you're my older brother, man. Like, Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I just it. gained an older brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, seriously, man. Yeah. You had a lot, not going against you, just a lot on your shoulders. Yeah. And I agree. And um, I was definitely blessed to have what I had in terms of extended family here and, and a shelter, a place to stay and and all that, but you're still going through so much emotional and mental stress when you're away from people that you spent your whole life with. Um, so, it, and, it, and it definitely, um, I, as a teenager, I didn't know how to process my feelings, how to process my emotions. And um, it made me just have a big, like have a guard with everyone. Like my guards were right. up and, you know, built, built a, eventually built a gap. Uh, between my family back home because it just started to feel awkward anymore um, because you're just in a yeah. phase where like I don't feel like I'm as close anymore um, I don't know if they'll understand I don't mm -hmm. want to burden them and so I'm just like trying to figure things out right and you know just in case a listener you know didn't hear it um, how old were you when you came here 17 years old 17 yep wow yeah what was that? <laughs> wow. And I'm saying wow because if I think about my 17s, you know, I was being a hardhead, you know, sure. being a hardhead, doing what I wanted to do, um, you know, for certain reasons, you know. But uh, 17 away from your family, mm -hmm. you know, for a good cause, of course. School. Yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. But, you know, you felt you – I mean, technically you were in different time zones, but more – in a more deeper sense, you were in different time zones. They're going through different things there, mm -hmm. um, and you're going through different things here. I'm sure when they were going through things in Egypt, you were doing well, and maybe when you were going through things here, they weren't doing so well. Absolutely. And then they also, and I'm putting myself in their perspective, as a family, mm -hmm. they didn't want to burden you oh, because absolutely. you had the pressure of school. You know, you, you don't have that privilege to, like, flunk and then just – take the class again and you have not just <clears throat> this visa writing on this but you have 
your family, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to show them that you came here for a reason and you are going to execute it, you know, for that exact reason. So Rami, you're a great Absolutely. freaking guy, man. I'm Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it. And, uh, uh, when we were setting up guys, um, we were setting up and I'm talking to Rami and I was so eager to get answers out of you. I'm like, hold on. I got to ask you right. when we're recording because I'm going to get some real cool answers that, you know, the guest and audience, uh, sorry, the audience won't, uh, get to hear, but man, yeah. I'm glad we waited. That's crazy. Yes. So I asked you what you missed about, yeah. um, Egypt mm-hmm. and you told me family, you know, friends, is there anyone you want to shout out? <laughs> um, I mean, they're all, my, my immediate family are here now. So my brother, David, my sister, Ramonda. Definitely my parents, and then my friends back home. What's your sister's name? Raymonda. Raymonda. My younger brother's name is Raymundo. Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Really cool. But um, what's it called? That's good, man. Yeah, and it's all good now, right? You're, you started, you ventured off in your life with your wife. You've, you're an engineer now. You said correct. Yeah. Wow. And uh, wow. You, you really are the epitome of the American dream. You came here. I appreciate it, and it's yeah. funny because I was I was sharing um, my story with a couple other people, and and they said the exact same thing, you know, um, definitely like the American dream thing, and and I don't look at it like that. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, and it's just it was just funny when you said it. It reminded me of my conversation with a couple of my friends. Um, it really is when you, when you come to a different country or move do a, a big move like that, you just want to make sure you're just you're surviving. You're right. just able to have a like sustainable future life is good and and that's you want to make sure you and your loved ones are taken care of and that's all you want and now you can kick your feet up absolutely you can go visit your sister your mom your brother your father yes wow rami wow <laughs> yeah abs- yeah actually so they're all here in kalamazoo now oh they're um, all in kalamazoo we now. all live two mile radius from each other which is <laughs> wow. yeah it's really nice that's sick man um and for those who don't know, again, I'm in, uh, we're recording this in Rami's home. I don't have a studio because for this exact reason, uh, this is already an unorthodox podcast. Um, I don't have a studio. I don't have, you know, a certain, I guess, routine and strategic way to do things. I go wherever the stories are at. And this story is in your home mm-hmm. and it's here in Kalamazoo, luckily. So it's yes. like eight minute drive. But, um, you know, I'm really glad it happens like this, you know, um, it's as real as it gets, honestly. Yes. It's almost as if we ran into each other and one conversation or question sparked into this. Can you imagine people not being able to hear this? Yeah, and that's exactly why I was um, very excited when I heard about your podcast. And and uh, I just wanted to get the story out there. I want to share with people what, what, what it's like to be in an immigrant's life, um, what they go through, um, and and show them how much we appreciate the opportunity of being here in yeah. this country. Um, we've seen so much. And so coming from such um, hard environment and hardships and, and hardships and coming here, um, we're very thankful for the opportunity. And, and we want to express that and share that with people. And the great way of doing that is through podcasts because, yeah. Yes. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. And I hope I didn't. You're fine. <laughs> but you're uh, fine. yes, that's something I get really, really in depth with is uh, I think a lot to the, I thank this country a lot mm-hmm. for accepting me. But then there's this time in where we as immigrants mm-hmm. know, know for sure that there is a community or a certain, I guess, group of people all around the world. There's little groups of people that don't necessarily see us as friendly, 
as certain other people see us, you know, the accepting accepting group of people. And I think to myself, I'm still grateful for mm. them, the people that even don't think that, you know, people like you should be in the U.S. Um, because in a way, it makes us as immigrants work harder, mm -hmm. be better people, mm -hmm. chase our dreams. And that, that's another concept of this podcast is I want to talk about your dreams and aspirations because to you, to me, a dream is be happy the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, everything I do, be happy, don't regret, do good to people. Um, and, you know, your dream may be completely different no matter how big or how small, you know. We're able to have that dream in the U.S. right now, mm -hmm. in this point in time, and we do, we do have to, you know, thank the U.S. for opening the doors to us and the groups of people that accept us, the people who are listening to this, yeah. you know, the people who are listening to this right now are listening because they want to get inside, I guess, in your brain, you sure, know, see sure. things. I was at home before this podcast, and I had two choices: I could um, keep looking into. Egypt and fun facts and things like that. But uh, it's so easy for me to steer off. You know, I'm very, sure. I have to work very hard to stay on one subject. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I don't want to study within myself because I want to have all the questions for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I want you to answer. My, you're my Google. I want yeah. you to answer these <laughs> sure, questions sure. because if I answer them, then I already know the answer to them and I won't ask you in the podcast. And then there's you know, people listening who will have the questions and won't listen to them because right. I already know I already did my homework. And people miss out on the on the personal side of it uh, because yeah, you can look up facts all day long, but right. hearing someone's experience is totally different. I could have easily googled, yeah. um, what's it called? Um, you know, student visas, mm -hmm. and I would have already known you weren't able to work. While being here, right, I wouldn't have. We wouldn't have touched that subject, and right. people wouldn't have known that you had so much pressure on you because you couldn't right. work. And you know, I totally agree. I wanted to work at a young age so so much. All my friends were corn detasseling. All my mm -hmm. friends were you know doing things uh, with uh, family businesses. You know, here in Kalamazoo, and I wasn't able to because. I didn't have a work permit. Sure, and I would exactly. beg my mom, like she had, you know, the. Uh, the choice you know well she had a choice but like if she could if my mom would have let me work when i was younger mm -hmm. she would have mm -hmm. but i wasn't able to i had sure. no work permit right that's why i dropped out of school because i already wasn't doing so hot mm -hmm. i was a good guy i just wasn't a good student um and i dropped out because i was like we're homeless right now and i need i like my family we need money more than we need more than i need a diploma sure Luckily for me, there's GED classes. Yes. Luckily for me, I can come back and, you know, resume what I left off and pause, you know? And um, so, yeah, dude, this country has a lot to offer for you, to you know, to you and me. Absolutely. And so many other people, you know. It's, it's all about being focused, persevering, and pressing in. I mean, it's not going to be given to you for free, but this country appreciates hard work, and it's de it definitely pays off. Right. And it's like I tell everyone, with every country in the world, there's good and there's bad. Sure. There's ups and there's downs. There's open doors and there's also closed doors. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure if your aunt would have not won that lottery, she wouldn't have quit then. She would have, you know, kept trying to win it, you know. Sure. And <laughs> eventually she would have gotten it. But, you know, things like that, man. Yeah. Never give up. I guess that's another, I guess, 
subject yeah. here is you you can't give up. If you would have given up, what do you, if you would have given up when you were here as a 17-year-old student, what do you think would have happened to you? I actually keep on thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just try to vis- like visualize what my life would be. And I would have been probably just went back home. Um, I don't know if I would have been able to go to school because how expensive school was. Right. Um, and, and towards the end of the 2000s with inflation and government corrupt and what happened with Egypt and all that, um, I can't even imagine my life would have been. I, I can't even put a scenario together. What happened in Egypt? Um, there's so much stuff that happened in Egypt, um, especially towards the yeah towards 2010 to 2012. Um, a lot of persecution and a lot of corrupt um, that led into turmoil and and big protests in Egypt and uh, president reelection and um, coup that was taken like army taken over. So much stuff that happened, and I, I don't know, it'd be a good time for us to dive in right now. That could be another right. um, episode, but and that was a, a, another another big stressor on me is my parents and my siblings were going through that, um, living under um, threat and persecution on a daily basis while I'm being here, getting the news from the media, right, and and seeing exactly what's happening in our little neighborhood. And being like, I can't do. You can't anything. do anything. I can't do anything about it. You can only hear about it. And it's just that crushed me. Yeah. Wow. But we we moved on, and yeah, now we're luckily we're all in yeah. a happy place. So yeah, that's really good, man. Yes. Yeah, things you know, and like I said, every country has ups and downs. Absolutely. Um, Mexico, where I'm from, as yep. well. Yep. You know. Um, yeah. If we were to talk about, <laughs> um politics where we're from and even in the u.s this would be a three-hour exactly yeah. this isn't a jerogan podcast so right, right. <laughs> this is um this is a really good episode man i'm really glad we've gone into these uh, subjects now being here in the u.s yeah what dreams or goals have you accomplished and what do you have yet to accomplish yeah um <clears throat> dreams and that i've accomplished um i i graduated from undergrad um i have a really really nice job with a company that I was dreaming to work for, which is Eaton Corporation. Um, okay. I'm a mechanical engineer there. Why did you want to work there so much? Um, I, I'm very interested in the automotive side of things. Um, I love developing projects. Yep, I'm very, yeah, do a lot of handiwork. And so being an engineer um, with having a big reputation of a company like Eaton, um, it was every student's dream to work there. And I was very thankful for that opportunity. And, and um, yeah, absolutely love it there. Wow. So that was that was a, a big dream and accomplishment that I have. Um, I'm currently doing my um, MBA, which is uh, Master's in Business Administration. Congratulations, um, man! Thank you. Well, it's, I'm not done yet, but I'm going. Well, you know, yeah, I'm you're going, going there. Going you're getting there, man. Yes, yes. So I got a couple of years left. Um, and actually, my family and I um, started um, um, a little business last year in 2019. Um, we call it Kairos Kitchen which is um, a food truck that we started in the Kalamazoo area. Um, the reason we started Kairos Kitchen is because uh, my mom was the last person to come here to the U.S., like I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Um, so my mom came Christmas 2018, right? and um, there was some um, delay in the paperwork. So it took um, Social Security office to get her Social Security number seven months to get it processed wow. so for seven months she didn't have a job um, no health insurance 
money was running out. So we decided to to come up with something that we can help with and, and a food stand was something that we started for mom to get her on her feet. So my siblings That's and amazing, I... That's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So we started at the Kalamazoo <clears throat> Farmer's Market and uh, we had absolutely no expectations whatsoever. Um, we just wanted to get a little income for mom to help out. Um, definitely like got all the legal legalities taken care of and registered with the state and health department and all that. Um, and then we got really great feedback from customers. Um, everybody was asking where are you guys at? When are you planning on opening a new restaurant? We'd love to see more, see you more, see you guys more at more events. Right. Um, so we expanded from the Kalamazoo farmer's market to, um, Portage farmer's market. We also go do the Kalamazoo night market, food truck rally on Rose street, um, the Bronson Park lunches. Um, we do cater for a bunch of different breweries in town. We partnered up with. You're moving, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 2019 was a very busy year for us, um, and there's so much um, to come in 2020 here. Yeah. Um, there's a very big news that I don't want to um, uh, announce right now, but you I, don't want to jinx it either. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely <laughs> right. suggest uh, or recommend everybody to follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look up Cairo's Kitchen. There's a lot of exciting stuff um, to happen in 2020, and we can't wait to share with everyone. That's awesome, man. The fact that you guys made the moves to yeah. just help out your mom. Well, I mean, who wouldn't do that, right? Already? Right. I mean, yeah. You def- yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, wow, man. And you said the Kalamazoo uh, Farmer's Market Correct. accepted you very well? Yeah, absolutely. They were so supportive, and I'm very thankful for, for all the Farmer's Market, Kalamazoo and Portage. They were very receptive. To the yeah, idea. Yep, as well. Yep. Wow. Now let me ask you, who's making who's doing the cooking? It's all mom. Um oh. so mom is the <laughs> mom is the chef. She got all the great recipes. Um we just do the marketing and the management side of things. My sister and wow. I. Wow. Your sister uh, Ram, right Ramonda. Ramonda. You got it. Okay. Wow, man. Yeah. That's it's exciting, a, man. Yeah. And you said this was just starting to kind of, you know, help cover certain, you know, expenses. Correct. And it you know, it snowballed into this. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we definitely got a good following. Um, people shared great feedback. We um, and it really made it personal. Personal because um, we shared our story with people, and that's one thing that we're all about. Right. We're all about connecting and and and, and sharing what we what we're about, why we're doing this, and and we want we want it to be more of just like a a sandwich or or an entree. We just want to put our experience and our culture and our story on a plate to, to share with people. You know, that's, that's one thing about food that it's, it's universal. Everybody, everybody gets around for food. You know? And you know, I'm really glad you touched about uh, upon food because yeah. I'm a big food guy. Same. I'm a big guy, first of all, but then I'm a big food guy yes. too. But um, tell me about your cuisine. What's the Egyptian food like, man? What do you, when someone asks you about, you know, uh, Egyptian cuisine. Yeah. What do you tell them? What is, what is it? What is it like? Um, Egyptian cuisine is a little bit similar to Middle Eastern. Okay. Um, just different flavors and spices. Um, but we share um, similar dishes. So we do have falafel. We have shawarmas. Um, we do a lot of grilled stuff like grilled kebabs or um, chicken that's grilled. We do a lot of stews. Um, and then we have a very very famous dish that's called koshery, which is Every man's food in Egypt, whether rich or poor, everybody in Egypt eats koshery, which will really? be featured on Cairo's Kitchen this year. 
Really? So, oh, so that's something to look, <laughs> look forward that's to. That's something to look forward to. Koshery. You got it. And what is that? Koshery is, um, is a plate mixed. Uh, it, so it's made out of, um, the, the base is rice and, and brown lentils, and okay. then topped with um, elbow noodles and spaghetti noodles. Um, and then we top it with um, tomato sauce, with um, garlic dressing, fried onions, and chickpeas. I want some now. It's man. so tasty. Is you your look- mom cooking right now? Because I'm going. We'll be there right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my mom can cook for you and your mom can cook for me, man. I'm all in. You know, all it's in. funny. My mom, My mom. whenever we have friends or family or, or you know, just uh, someone that she wants to say thank you to, my mom cooks. Exactly. She either does a pastry exactly. or she does a food. And her go-tos are enchiladas mm-hmm. and tinga. Oh, wow. Have you had any of those? I'll, enchiladas all day long. Yeah. I love enchiladas. <laughs> and, you know, everyone makes them differently, you uh, know? Yeah. And uh, it's crazy, man. I bet if you put your, you know, your four dishes, or yes. your four favorite Egyptian dishes. Yes. And my four favorite Mexican dishes. Yes. And then we share, man. I'm, we'll go ham, man. I'm life, sure. Life will be complete then. You and know? you'll taste some really different flavors. And, you know, same with, you know, same with me, with you, man. Absolutely. And, um. That's crazy, man. I, I I don't think I can thank you enough for being on this. Uh, no, thank you for giving me the opportunity uh, to share my story and, uh, and my experience. I'm very thankful for it. All right. So you said uh, you you have yet to finish your B. Uh, yeah, my uh, MBA. MBA. Yes. Okay. And we wish we all wish you luck, man. Thank and you. I appreciate. After it. hearing all, you know, even before hearing this, but after hearing this, you you really deserve it. You, you know, if you accomplished what you accomplished in the past, mm-hmm. this is nothing, man. This is a pebble to Thank a you. rock. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Is there uh, anything else you want to say? Any thanks? Any? Um... Um, I'm very thankful for this opportunity, like I mentioned, and I'm, I'm very excited for this podcast and to see it grow and, and listen to all other people's experiences. And um, I just, yeah, I, I, I want all, all listeners to, uh, to just... Uh, like appreciate people's lives and experiences and what they go through. Um, everybody got story, right. That they, they, they carry on. So just being nice to each other, Yeah. you know, we, we don't know what we're going through and it's always good to take care of each other and just be nice. And yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I'm really glad you touched upon that before we leave. What made you want to be on this podcast? With no previous episodes, uh, I don't even think the trailer was up. I think maybe it was up, but it was like a day old, and you had no cosign. Like no one was like, "Yeah, right. man, it, this is what you talk about, and it's this long." And you know, and, and you know, I tell everyone, the you know, future guests that the the podcasts are as long as they have to be. Whenever we're we've touched all subjects, mm-hmm. we're done. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, what made you want to do this with literally no cosign? The Kalamazoo Gazette wasn't even, you know, that article wasn't even published. What? What did you see in this podcast that you want guests and I guess people, potential guests and the audience to hear? I definitely saw something genuine in, in the podcast. Uh, the fact that you are diving into people's lives to get a, like a, a snapshot of what they went through. That's not something that a lot of people have done or I don't even know if they're doing. And so the fact that like I am interested in learning about people and, you know, that's one thing that we people nowadays are interested about is learning about each other each other and yeah. appreciate the little things and, and the fact that you're taking time out of your busy schedule um and volu- voluntarily and doing something like that 
it shows how much dedication you have for something like this. And, and I'm all for it. And I, I know it's going to take off and, and I can't Thank wait. It's just a matter of time. And I'm not just saying that. I really right. mean it. Because I'm running for you. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. No, not. I know you mean it, man. For and real. I really do appreciate it. You know, I hear, I hear that a lot. And same with you. I'm sh- like you said, I said something that a lot of people say. You are the epitome of the American dream. Um, Thank you. One of many, many, many stories that are have that are yet to be heard. Um, you know, I hear that a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a narcissistic part of us that we don't want to accept it. We're like, no, we're okay. You know, yeah. what I'm doing is normal. You sure, know, like sure. everyone's doing this. But I guess I can honestly say, and I, I'm going to say this in the most selfish way I can. I have something that a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. And that's interest in people in general yes. like anything mm-hmm. what do you like what do you dislike why do you like it why do you not like it where are you from how did how much did that hurt you know like yeah. if i if you could tell me something that you learned from that what can i learn from that you know sure, things sure. like that Absolutely. And that's what i want this podcast to be the audio isn't great i'm sure you guys heard me cough here and there um little little uh creaks from the chairs but this is as real as it gets yes it's literally my first time meeting you yes and uh you know we've spoken on the phone uh, back and forth sometimes, but uh, mm-hmm. um, this is as really good, as real as it gets. Yes, and I know from what I've seen on comments on the Facebook page and so forth, people want are looking to hear for uh, this podcast and the future episodes for many reasons mm-hmm. to learn about, like you said, about people and their cultures. Mm-hmm. To hear some amazing stories like yours, man. Not just yours, but what you did for your mom and what's coming now because of that. Yes. And so forth. And that I even heard and saw someone wants to play these in their class. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So wherever it is this podcast is being heard, I want you all to know that I really do appreciate it. Rami appreciates it. Appreciates it yes. I can't assume. You're good. You're good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Go like uh, – what was the uh, – Facebook page you wanted to link them to? Um, Cairo's Kitchen. You can look up Cairo, like Cairo, Egypt. So Cairo's apostrophe S Kitchen. There you go. Yep. And uh, I'm definitely going to be there, man. I have to Please. try some of that food. And uh, if they want to, I guess, follow up with you, where can they find you? Are you on Instagram? Are you on any platforms you want to shout out? You're not on many platforms. So, it's, yeah. So Cairo's Kitchen, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Um so I am the marketing guy. Um, we respond. We are very responsive on both pages. Um, and if you want to meet us in person, we will be at the farmer's market starting April every weekend. On Saturday at the Kalamazoo Farmer's Market and Sunday at the Portage Market. Wow. Making moves, man. Making moves. Thank you so much, uh, Rami. I uh, I made a new friend and a new Absolutely. older brother, right? Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> um, Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon, guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is officially the first episode. Um... And again, I appreciate you all for listening and uh, I'll see you guys soon and you'll hear me soon. Take it easy, guys.